0: Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the MTG Cast. My name is John and I'm joined this week by my co-host, Chris. Hey. This week we're going to be talking about today's banned and restricted list updates as well as a host of events from this weekend, chiefly among them the SCG Invitational, which was a split modern pioneer format event, so it's going to be exciting to talk about. But before we get into that, we're going to go over our weekly roundup where we tell you what we've been up to for these last two weeks, and we're going to start with you as always, Chris.
1: Well, uh, I played
0: more Amulet. Wow.
1: Wow. Surprising. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I've... So surprising. I still haven't gotten my hands on any uh, Felidar Guardians to play the other stupid deck.
0: <laughs> I like how in the time you've been looking for for Felidar Guardians, Pioneer was announced, Felidar Guardian took over the format, and then was banned. And I still don't have any. You still don't have any for modern, which is really funny to me.
1: So Oddly enough, not many shops have acquired any since the banning either. So
0: Yeah, no one ever got a chance to really play it in paper. At least not oh. near us. Yeah, anyway, I have I've been losing round one at FNM like
1: the past three weeks, which is very strange. Oh man, just crushing it through the losers bracket, right? <laughs> yeah, work your way up start from the bottom this past yeah. week I um, lost I went finished two and two I lost round one to Mike in the mirror and the mirror is I think I've bitched about the mirror before it's very skill testing and only the best player wins yeah which is clearly Mike because he always wins the mirror <laughs> yeah he seems to be on a run against you which I find hilarious <clears throat> I was complaining, saying, like, oh, man, Mike, you just, you just always draw really, like, way better than me whenever we play. My draws are always kind of, like, medium, and your draws are, like, really good. And he always, like, tries to deny, oh, "No, no, my, my hands aren't even that good. Like, the last time we played, <laughs> his hand goes. has a turn three titan with the ability of holding up a ghost quarter every point, and he always wins the die roll, too. Oh, man, we should practice. So it's, like, okay, so that game's, like, literally unwinnable. You should practice at home. And in this past time, <laughs> he gave one. He's just like, oh, I have turn one scout, turn two double amulet Azusa. Bounce lands. Like
0: what? Like, you're not- <laughs> Got him.
1: But he's like, oh, but I didn't have a Titan. So, you know, it's not even that good. It's like, bro, you had a walking ballista. I mean, that's not a Titan, though. I don't know, man. Making 12 mana a turn in a walking blista is good enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 6 six blista is pretty gross.
1: And then I managed to win game 2, probably because I was on the play. And um, I was able to correctly identify to counter his um, uh, amulet of vigor with my pact of negation. First time I've ever done that one. Yeah, it doesn't usually line up like that. Because I know he has a cavern. And he has Zeus in place, so... An amulet, of course. You know, why wouldn't he have an amulet? Um, <laughs> so I was like, yep. Like, if I counter this, he can't actually make a Titan's... Well, actually, no, no, no. Yeah, he, that, okay, that was the amulet. Sorry. If the amulet resolved, he could have made a Titan with the cavern. But with no amulet, he can't make Titan at all. It doesn't sound like a very hard decision at all, then. <laughs> the thing is, like... It's because I knew we had the cavern. Otherwise, you just wait and counter the Titan. Yeah. Yeah. And then game three, he has his cavern again.
0: (laughs) I like like how caverns the deciding card in this ramp deck mirror. And I'm like, okay, well,
1: maybe he has a pact. Nope. Just has the Titan. Because I'm sitting there with my, you know, pact negation. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna luck. I'm gonna luck sack this guy with my one of Pact of and he's like, oh well, counter luck with my one of <laughs> Cavern of Souls. And it's like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll be kind of lucky. Like how every time I lose dual it's because they play Chalice on Zero, and I draw four packs and never draw a Titan. Oh, maybe that'll <laughs> happen to him. No, no, he just has, he just has a Titan. Yeah, man, that's important. You just gotta have the Titan. And uh, and he had another Titan as well. So I end up getting wrecked that game. Uh, largely due to the fact that uh he has he had three Fuel of the Deads
0: One Vesuvid and I had two Fuel of the Deads. <laughs> three is greater than two. And he had two Titans and I had one Titan. So Man, he's just got you outgunned at
1: every step of the way. One is useless to my zero. Like <laughs> how do you how do
0: I win? Yeah, man. What can uh, I do? Just just draw better cards. I just have to play better, I guess. You know? Yeah. You would have won if you'd just played better.
1: <laughs> yeah. Th- then I play against uh, Adrazi Tron and my luck swings the other way Opponent pull the Mulligans to-, to 4 and does the big die Oof. and then next game was also pretty unremarkable I just like played a Titan and then had the ability to make a Hornet Queen later and he just didn't want to, yeah he had- he'd had enough <laughs>
0: <laughs> tapping out
1: yeah Hornet Queen will do that uh, and it's like, man, this matchup feels really hard <laughs>
0: <laughs> on four cards. Yeah, it's
1: like, yeah, you're, it's it's rough, man. <laughs> but but overall, Tron is like a pretty favorite matchup. They just kind of they have to like cheese you with chalices and a bunch of thought monsters.
0: Yeah, what they're doing doesn't seem like it lines up that great against you.
1: Like, either they have a draw that's good against me or they don't. And I think the average draw is pretty medium.
0: Well, yeah, because, like, all the things they're doing are things that, generally speaking, aren't good against, like, amulets. So, like, they're trying to go big, like, you know, with Thought Not Seer in Reality Smash. Like, oh, I'm getting big guys ahead of schedule. You know what gets bigger guys ahead of ahead of a schedule? Amulet. I'm like, oh. Yeah. They basically well, have
1: to tempo me out of the game, which is weird. not a thing that
0: you think about when yeah, <laughs> you think Eldrazi yeah. Mm, yeah and they're like oh I'll, I'll discard them with thought not seared you're like whatever I'll just like top deck a like a bomb you know a, a titan uh, yeah it's like pack, okay is your Fifer going
1: to kill me in time
0: yeah like oh well I've got this big ass reality smasher my titan is bigger like <laughs> yeah yeah and once fuel in the dead hits the table the game ends yeah they're just like yeah 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 like I think all the ways they're trying to mm-hmm. attack although that's except- kind of true with a lot of <laughs> 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 yeah. Like the only way that they're attacking you effectively is with um, chalice, and even that has like a chance of whiffing. So yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, next round, I play against Bug Shadow. Ooh, I like Bug Shadow. Uh, there's another deck that can't beat uh, Fueled of the Dead. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, uh, no trample here. Yeah,
1: losing Ice TBR kind of a big deal. Uh, yeah, he he tried. He did his best. I think he had like turn one discard turn two Grimflare, and I just like got to sneak an in Azusa into play and ramp a whole bunch, and then we dirtle around until I oh look here's a top deck Primal Titan play it, oh look Field of the Dead Make some zombies. Oh you you can't you can't handle endless zombies. That's a <laughs> shame. <laughs> Guess you'll just die. And yeah. then post got even more rough for him I think because I just boarded. Like, mono-engineered explosives. Mm-hmm. And he was on, like, Grim Flayers. So I didn't see any Delve creatures. I assume he was probably playing some number of Delve creatures, but the way things worked out, he just, like, destroyed every threat he could have found. Gotcha. And he just stalls the game until field of the Dead. Um, so last match i play against my good old friend my good friend i mean deck i used to play a long time ago titan breach yeah
0: this deck not sure you'd call this deck a friend of yours maybe a frenemy yeah i played this deck before i hate this deck <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you've complained about this deck a lot i mean i don't like
1: titan shift as a deck as it is titan shift even uh breach Shift even worse because when you play it, um you just draw the wrong you just draw like a bunch of breaches and no titans and you're like wow this deck's really bad. When you play against it, they play against have it, it. They always have the breach <laughs> thing. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I I mold to like five, I think, and I still managed to like turn three a Titan due to an amulet plus scout Garenbrig thing. But I had to lose gemstone mine in order to do it, so like I play a Titan on three... I have three lands in play on Titan Resolve. So, like, I'm ten million years away from... You know, getting filled of the Dead online or whatever. And he just untaps... Plays a seventh land on turn four. Huh With two of them being Valakuts. And just goes like, uh... Pact. Breach. Get two more Valakuts. Attack you, get two values, 20 for you with Velika triggers.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's hot. It's hot. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And then the next game is just like He
0: got a Titan play before I did, so I lost the game, like (laughs) Yeah. The classic race between those decks. Who can Titan first?
1: Yeah, except for, even if I Titan first, I still lose a lot of the time, because if he Titans on his immediate next turn, if he has Requisite mountains, he just shoots down my Titan. Yeah. And then it's just like,
0: uh...
1: <laughs> Awkward. Like, my Titan's trade with Land
0: Drops. Excellent. He bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> so you had the FNM, not so hot, 2-2. Two, two. It says you uh you played a league as well? Yeah, I got a chance to play one league the past two weeks. That's surprising. You were playing a lot more for a while. Yeah. Man,
1: like now that uh, the comp leagues and the regular leagues have been uh pulled together, you could play against some weird stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> like this this league was. I played against Abzan Hate Bears. <laughs> question mark those are words (laughs) bring to light scapeshift okay that's more real uh the blue red taking turns deck with fires of invention oh that's hot i fight against that (laughs) mill
0: that's a terrible matchup and tron okay a real deck wow like round one
1: (sighs) i'm just like I think it was some really bizarre land sequence. I think it was like Verdant Catacombs into Temple Garden Noble Hierarchy. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, is this like the Bant-Infect deck, I guess? And they're just playing random green fetches, maybe? I don't know. And then he follows up with a turn tide Tidehull Skuller, and I'm so confused. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. Yeah,
0: that's... Wow. And
1: then I get I get destroyed because um I, he like drops a vial at some point and he like vials in a flicker wisp to flicker
0: my bounce land. <laughs> Oof.
1: So that's, I just get sent back to the fucking stone age. <laughs>
0: that's really gross. Wow. Oh.
1: yeah. But I I won games two and three. I just bored and all in an removal and
0: ease and shit, and it's it's a hate bears deck. I love flickerwisp. That card is maximum shenanigans. Oh, man. Yeah, card's a lot worse without Aether Vile, though. Yeah, it's fucking terrible without Aether Vial. Uh, Then,
1: yeah, freaking Ring to Lacy. So, you know how... I, the, if you've been a long-time listener, uh, you may remember that I was not so keen on Castle Girenbrig.
0: Castle Girenbrig's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I was, But what I was seeing from other people that I know are like very good magic players, I was like, I feel like Chris is going to come around on this card... And yeah.
1: So with I went turn one scout, turn three primeval titan with no amulets involved, thanks to Castle Garrenbrick. Just pretty dumb. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I I played against the Brinte Lightscape player, and he goes like turn two, Steve. I'm like okay, on un- cool, on primeval titan. <laughs>
0: Yeah, getting coward
1: like, souls go he's like untap, leave up cryptic command man I'm like okay cool Uncounterable primeval evil titan attack you make some zombies and he's like
0: uh shit
1: <laughs> guess <laughs> I dead. fucking
0: die yeah it's funny yeah it's pretty gross um, cries in cryptic command <laughs> I've been that player before
1: but god then I get playing it of- like turn one hydra crab is like the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. You feel like and you're now they have, have the time. lock,
0: so it's e- it's like fucking a dude. <laughs> yeah, dex has got some serious upgrades recently, which is kind of funny.
1: Like in the past, you were like, okay, well, I can finally resolve a, t- I can I can finally cast a titan, and maybe colossal dreadmaw will get me there. <laughs> And they're like, oh
0: well, drown in the lock. Counter that shit. And it's like, even even if they like are tapped out for the like the removal or the counter mode, they just have it as like a doom blade.
1: Yeah. So they can even just like, okay, sure, it resolves. You know, like, are you gonna search? Like, well, I want to give it haste, so I guess so. Like, okay, cool. Archive trap you. You go to combat. <laughs> drown in the lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like fucking maximum punishment. Holy shit. Yeah. God, what a miserable matchup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that deck is And like the one time uh, so I have like fifteen cards in my or twenty I have like a million cards in my in my uh, graveyard. So I'm like, oh, should I bog myself? Like that beats that that beats visions of beyond, right? <laughs> and it kind of insulates me from uh like getting my Titan Surgicold, which is always a worry of mine against Mill. Yeah.
0: Some people or play extirpated that shit,
1: you know, <laughs> game one. So I bug myself, and he's like, okay, cool. Untap, uh, Snapcaster Mage, uh, <laughs> Glimpse of the Unthinkable You. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guess wrong again. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah, but I'm thinking it's Tron, and you know, Tron is... The matchup's whatever.
0: Beat Tron, though. Yeah, it's just kind of like a coin
1: flip. Yeah, game three, you kept the hand of, like... Force of Vigor, Green Card, Amulet, Titans. Like, well, hope this is good. He did not natural draw on me, so, yep, I top decked a Azusa. And yeah, so it's weird. I don't understand why people scoop so fast on MTGO though. It's because they're just trying to grind games. Like God, oh,
0: they scoop so fast. Like I, I play a Titan on turn four, right? There's there's two types of there's two types of moto players, Chris. There's the fast scoopers and the people that play aggro decks and take fucking forever. Like, it's like, are you reading a book? Do you do like a chapter between game action? I just, I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, go on. (laughs) Yeah, I don't
1: know. It's like, I have 25 minutes and by God, I'm going to use it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: That's just, that's how it feels playing against those decks, man. Like like uh turn one uh mountain uh
1: monastery it's even, it's even better when they're like suspend <laughs> rift bolt next turn like oh suspend rift bolt comes off of like comes off suspend and they're like huh
0: nothing in play and, and like, just like, tank? there's no permanence <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just like i i feel it's like i'm playing against like a neural network that's trying to learn how to play fucking burn or something sometimes like the decisions like it's not even like obviously there's like a lot of decisions to be made in hand i'm not saying like burn is like you know like smooth brain deck but the way people play it sometimes really is like you have like i have no permanence you definitely want to spend your mana to do something here just fucking bolt me like yeah it's like it's like every
1: turn (laughs) takes five minutes whether it's an
0: easy turn or a hard turn yeah exactly like i understand taking time on the hard turns because they really matter of burn right like you have you're compressing all your decisions into like a limited number of turns like definitely you want to make sure you make the right decision but man people like they play at the same pace like it's definitely not like they're trying to like find the line they're just slow like i don't know if they're like reading something like they're like over here like reading fucking twitter get distracted, like, oh, that's a funny cat. Or does everyone who plays aggro do they all just double Q? Probably, like, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it drives Kevin insane. Like, I never see Kevin tilt off in paper, or at least he doesn't, like, t- have a tell when he does. Like, it's really hard for me to tell when he's tilting off in paper. But, fuck, he tilts online so much, and it's always at slow players. <laughs> oh, speaking of tilt, I kind of
1: tilted myself. I was like so irritated to myself that I like just didn't realize that Veil of Summer was busted as hell. Um,
0: <laughs> it is. Spoilers so for everyone.
1: I'm playing against the, the blue-red turns deck with fires, and I'm just sitting there, and I packed it for a Titan the turn prior, and they're like, you know, doing some stuff, and they like play a Jace, and they minus to bounce of a Titan, and I just, I just like let it happen. I'm like, oh, I could have I Veil of Summered that. <laughs> oh
0: my god, Chris.
1: You're so like, bad. Like, oh yeah, that's the thing I could have done.
0: You're so bad. Oh,
1: that's that's. Hey! Okay, it, it gets worse. It gets worse.
0: Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> then opponent exhaustions me, and I just let that happen too.
0: Why? <laughs>
1: and I'm like, oh yeah, I can't do anything about that. And I'm like, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> oh my reads god. Reads vi- like
1: reads exhaustion because like I it's, I don't know. I like, in my head exhaustion just said like opponents don't untap next turn. Or
0: yeah. But um, it's fucking targets, and so yeah. I'm like.
1: Oh, I'm actually just an idiot. <laughs> this
0: was the same turn?
1: Uh, probably not, because it's fucking the taking turns deck. Um, <laughs> 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 but it doesn't matter, because you, just, in response to the exhaustion, like, oh, veil's over. like, Oh my god. And then I, he just passes, and I lose my pact because I can't fucking untap my lands to pay for the pact.
0: Oh... Did you reveal your hand? You I get, should reveal
1: your hand. <laughs> and then I get nut on game three. It's pretty sad. Oh my god. He's just like, oh. Like. Fires of Invention, savor the moment. Untap. Chandra. Ooh. Plus. Savor the moment. Untap. Jace the Mind Sculptor. Brainstorm. You,
0: just, you don't you don't untap after savoring the moment?
1: <laughs> right? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? where we're we going we don't need untap steps oh man it's like jace brainstorm um <laughs> fucking I, time warp oh now i can untap ah, castle ventress scry 2
0: or like brainstorm
1: uh, scry 2 plus chandra time warp <laughs>
0: You know, someone's, someone's going to listen to this and hear how tilted you're getting, and they're going to bring this deck to FNM, because they just want to see you just die in person. And they're just like, oh, Chandra Emblem, oh. Time Warp, five you! Yeah, that's how I lost to that deck. I was like, oh Simeon
1: Spirit Guide, cast it, five you again! <laughs> Untap, attack you! Save it for the moment, five you! Untap, attack you for lethal with Simeon Spirit Guide!
0: <laughs> uh yeah i definitely definitely got wrecked by that deck last time i played against it, God, it chandra so ult is insane in that deck holy shit so i was looking at that
1: deck list like uh last sometime last week and i was like man like these decks really are down on like howling mine effects yeah and then i was like wait a minute no they're not chandra is a howling mine
0: yeah it's just and better. jace is actually just the best howling mine yeah yeah like why play these shitty howling mines to give both players cards when you can play one-sided howling mines and
1: it's like oh with fire's invention castle Vantress is actually like insane
0: yeah it's it's, it's not quite howling mine but it's so good it's so it's almost the same thing so good yeah like i can't like it's insane with with your chase right it felt so hopeless playing against that deck when they started like just yeah, they they resolved fires and just started scrying to every upkeep. And then and I was like,
1: oh yeah, uh, fucking Mystic Sanctuary. Put Time Warp on top of my deck.
0: Yeah, the deck's gotten a lot of new tools. A Lot of new tools. I feel That's bad so for close. Daniel Wong. He had to unquad sleeve a bunch of his deck. <laughs> Re requad sleeve all these new cards into his his blue red taking turns deck. <laughs> but you know, he was the first one buying foil um, fires of inventions. Oh, ivan, no daniel Wong. oh really yeah probably yeah ivan also a candidate i'm sure seems right of his alley and you already know he had to unsleeve to get storybook jaces someone was playing um uh just guy fires in pioneer this weekend nice it was it was yeah that was basically everyone's reaction was nice <laughs> <laughs> nice deck is sweet <laughs> big fan oh, what a cool deck anyways so any other, any other magic king uh, worth mentioning no I don't believe so I haven't really been able to, to
1: play all that much uh, these days well at yeah. least
0: anything other than Amulet yeah we kind of like swapped off I feel like you were the one like grinding online and I wasn't playing very much, and now I'm, like, playing online, like, every night. Playing yeah, I mean... The Pioneer. It's because it's cause you got that rental service. I mean, you just, yeah. like, have so much more availability to, like, try it and stuff. Yeah, it's really nice. I mean, it's, like, it's costing me, like, nine bucks a week. It just, like, don't eat out one day, and pays, like, yeah, it's great. Love it. I mean, just just to win tickets, and it's, like... Yeah, yeah I, like, I haven't put money into <laughs> Moto in a really long time. Um, I haven't been paying for the rental service with ticks yet, but I'm probably close to being able to. I should look into that. I think you have to give I think you pay them in chests. I think chests, chests I think. Or maybe it was ticks. Maybe I missed a ring. I forget. Anyways. Um Because like the value of chests is not like It fluctuates, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean ticks do kind of, but they're pretty stable. Um see I played Four Color Snow at the last FM before this Shocking. one yeah uh i went 301 i drew the last round because my opponent had to leave which made me sad because i wanted to play it was the bant snow pseudo mirror oh. and i wanted to I wanted to play that out because that seems so sweet um i think my deck being a little bit bigger and more controlling is probably a favorite in that matchup but i don't know it's felt good when i played against it before um and then last week i didn't make it to fnm um because i had uh so we had some family in town but i did make it to sunday pioneer we had 12 people show up which is pretty good showing for i think like the third one they've run um i went three and one losing in the last round to uh hardened skills i was playing bug cards i own (laughs) uh i was like trying to figure out what to play quite the archetype. It was like, ah yes, one of the most powerful pioneer legal cards I own. Oko stood out from the pack. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, what Oko deck am I gonna play? And I have like all the Eldrazi, because I used to play Bant Eldrazi, but no one in town has Quest or er, not Questing Beast. Um they don't have those either, but they don't have um Love Struck Beasts. No one has any Love Struck Beasts for sale. And I was like, this card seems kind of important to the like blue-green Eldrazi stompy archetype um so kind of moved away from that i was like you know what i'll just play bug i have like most of these cards um my mana was really bad though because i didn't have any fable passages and i didn't have any vraskas and so i played like a jace architect of thought it was terrible i sideboarded it out every round um my mana just could not support double blue (laughs) like my terrible mana just like was stretched to the breaking point with with Jace, it just came out. I had it in my hand multiple games and just like couldn't cast it. I was like, well, I have one blue mana. Um It's almost <laughs> as if there was a Blood Moon in play. Yeah, it was it was bad. <laughs> it's not good. Uh but the deck was sweet. Uh the last run against scales, I got like really stuck In on. like, game one, I got stuck on like botanical sanctum uh breeding pool. So I had plenty of blue mana, but no black. And then uh I took a really deep mole game two and uh yeah I lost O2. Game two I took like a really deep mole and ended up like stuck on two lands for a really long time with like a bunch of Or no, I got stuck on two lands and I, I had I had like Jace ferns prodigy and so I I ended up losing that game with three green black lands in play and my hand was three Jace Ferns prodigy no it was all four it was all four jay's fern's prodigy and jay's architect of thought that was my hand at the end of the game <laughs> with no blue mana <laughs> that was the only round i had mana problems <laughs> so yikes yeah it was a big yikes so i took my weddings and i bought a fabled passage so three more to go <laughs> uh the pioneer is sweet i've been jamming a ton of leagues uh i did uh let's say I did a league with uh blue green and soul. I did a uh two leagues with green black soul flare, one league with Jun Soul Flare, uh a League of Blue White Control, two leagues of blue-white flash, one league of mono black vampires, and I'm queued up for a league right now with green black uh Field of the Dead. Um I also did a league in there with uh four core snow and modern, and we got uh two leagues actually, two leagues. Uh I got we got like, like 3-2 two, and 2-3 two, or something. That's terrible. We got, like, paddled by... Like, we played against a ton of dredge decks all of a sudden. I was like, why is everyone online playing dredge? And we, like, added oh, some more me. some more anti-graveyard cards to the sideboard and then immediately queued into it again and lost. It was like, huh. <laughs> Feels really bad. <laughs> so. uh, But, yeah. Pioneer has been really sweet. There's a pretty good variety of decks. Although, our blue-white league, we managed to queue into the green-black... Like, uh, like three drops deck three of our five rounds, which was really strange. And they're playing like four goblin robot master, four goblin is it mentor? The one of the goblin of mentor, it's like a three drop, it makes a goblin every turn, likely. Uh, master, legion is it legion something, legion war boss, legion war boss, yeah. So, I haven't been talking about that deck. Was that I haven't been talking about that deck. Yeah, it's powerful. Um, it it leverages uh, the Meta dorks really well. So you just like go dork and then you drop a powerful three drop on two, and then they have like questing beast and glory bringer and Chandra and Hazaret, and it just like crams bombs down your throat, <laughs> like uh, just early on. And it goes kind of wide too. You're saying that nutdrawl is like turn one dork,
1: turn two rabble master, turn three attack. And then mid combat
0: Embercleave. Oh, the, yeah. So the versions I put against didn't seem like they had Embercleave. I never saw it against any of the three. So I played like at least eight games, I think, and I never saw Embercleave once. So the versions people were playing that night for whatever reason didn't seem to have Embercleave. I don't know why, but yeah, Embercleave does seem really busted. It's just like it's like TBR, almost. just like slav them. Yeah, um, so that deck can be really problematic um questing beast is a hell of a card so like the problem with that deck is playing blue white is like you're playing like all these azorius charms and garbage like that and your opponent's cards all have haste (laughs) so you're like oh i'll bounce your attacker and they're like cool whatever it's slapping you again next turn anyways or you're like oh i have uh blessed alliance and they're like i'll sack a goblin token (laughs) yeah uh so that's not exactly thrilling. Um but yeah, this has been overall a pretty good variety of decks online. I've been having a lot of fun. Um the play draw thing, it's interesting. Ari Lex put up an article on SG Premium today, so a lot of people probably haven't read it. Um, but he's talking about the play draw disparity in Pioneer and how huge it is. Um, because the answers are so bad and the threats are really good. And so whoever just gets off on, you know, the right foot jamming threats, especially with like Thano were Elves being, you know, everywhere. I mean, that's why it's everywhere, because it's so good at that. Is It's really hard to like regain that loss of tempo and get ahead in the game when you're on the draw. And so he was pointing out things that diff- different people were doing in their decks that let them kind of regain um, the tempo advantage uh, and take back the, the play from their opponent on the draw, which is really interesting to me. Um, stuff like the mono black aggro deck is playing um it's like a one black creature that it etbs it's a one black one one and it etbs and gives a creature a minus one minus one until end of turn and it's just a dooter that you can play your opponent goes like turn one elf you play that on your turn one kill their elf and now you have a body to crew copter in play already so you can turn two copter and then on turn three play another thing and have the copter Whereas like normally you'd just be like way behind at that point because they'd be playing a three-drop on their turn two. Uh, but now they just have to like play, you know, more fair. It was really interesting. Uh just kind of he's talking about different things people are doing to try to like uh defray the the tempo loss you get that it's so severe in this format from going second. And I'd kind of like thought about that a little bit, but not in like quite as structured of a way. And it really like really I think he has a really good point. Like yeah, the format is just um really play draw dependent especially for like decks like control um especially anything playing like thoughtsies like thoughtsies on the draw is kind of garbage (laughs) um on the play it's like insane because you get to like like compound your tempo advantage yeah but on the draw it's just like they already they already did a thing (laughs) and like most of the things are like usually when you thought your opponent's going to have like you're not going to take their only three drop right so like you're like oh turn one dot sees you i'll just take your only three drop and then you your elf is useless ha ah, ha ha it's like no you take their best one and they just jam their second best three drop down your throat and it's still really good and you probably can't beat it because you like spent your turn one going down to life and thought seizing something under their hand <laughs> um so um i'm gonna try sayboarding say boarding thoughts out more on the draw and see how that goes that might be a game changer for me I don't know we'll see um but yeah uh Pioneer's been sweet uh and we'll get into more about that later because I think there's a lot of interesting data from some events this past weekend um before we get into that I think we're gonna get into um the ban and restricted updates that were announced today Chris what were you what were you expecting as far as this, did you have any thoughts
1: in mind? Um, I, I think everyone was expecting vale of Summer to get banned in Standard because it was banned in Pioneer last week, uh, and, and and since like the 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 two formats are not that far apart from each other yet, it seems reasonable that um, too strong and one might might definitely. That
0: was your number one pick, though, for bands. I don't think that I don't think that was <clears throat> most people's number one pick.
1: Okay, I'm, okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Everyone wanted Oko out. Yeah, it was like a forgotten conclusion, right? Like, Yeah, like everyone's like, Oko, fuck that card, get it out of here. Yeah. Uh, but, but
0: some reveal I don't think was necessarily a surprise. No, definitely not. But I, I, I think, I don't think people were expecting it to the same level they were Oko, though.
1: Uh, and then, um, I don't know, I haven't been paying that much attention to the standard format. Um, seeing Once Upon a Time get banned does not really surprise me either. Yeah, I was, At the same time I wasn't like waiting for it to happen.
0: Green's just so powerful and standard right now. Like they I mean this just takes a chunk out of green and it's probably still like pretty you know, pretty okay.
1: I mean, Once Upon a Time is was one of the cards where I looked at it, so usually when I look at these cards that were spoiled, I'm you know, way off base on on whether the card's actually busted or not. But
0: mm-hmm. this card was definitely busted yeah yeah it was very pushed obvious like oh free digs into the deck fetches relevant types like this card yeah everyone knew this card was going to be a winner yeah like everyone bitches about ancient stirrings and this is like zero mana ancient (laughs) strings yeah with instant
1: speed yeah on on turn one it's like you're like oh but ancient strings is so good later in the game too like yeah sure but i mean whatever for standard like still like this is insane
0: yeah cards just busted <laughs> um and I, why is it why is it instant yeah i think the real surprise for me was actually that it, it did not once upon a time did not get banned in pioneer i was really expecting that ban today i thought I was, that was as well I,
1: I think no changes to pioneer is
0: the biggest surprise of this um of yeah this update and maybe maybe them actually paying attention to vintage which we'll get into in a minute but yeah <laughs> um yeah, Once Upon a Time is everywhere in Uh um, Yeah, I mean, I think for good reason. Yes, yeah, insane. Um, and I was actually kind of sad because I was like, oh, I guess I can't play Soul Flayer anymore because they're going to ban Once Upon a Time. And like, I don't know if that deck is playable without Once Upon a Time. It's because it leans like so heavily on a few core cards that are creatures. Probably not. Uh,
1: a lot of people are talking about how um, Once Upon a Time is just so good for um, fixing
0: colors of mana. Yeah, yeah, it is um that deck also plays really light on land so it just does like a lot of really good stuff in in flare decks and again yeah, just in the too. format oh. at large um and yeah i was really surprised um like the devotion decks have been just like killing it man they've been killing it um and like they played in hardened skills too right like i'm pretty sure i'm not super familiar with hardened skills which i should be i haven't tested that deck yet for some reason uh, yeah, they're playing Once Upon a Time and Skills. Like, of course, that's not really surprising. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just surprising to me that, like, you know, a couple of the best decks are are playing it. And yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, the, cards, the cards. It's going really to go. I would put good. I would put good money that it is going to go very soon. Um, yeah, that's for sure. They said that they are going to. They would prefer not to ban anything next week, but they're going to reserve the right to because next week is Pioneer Week. Um, They're going to be doing from November 25th to December 1st a Pioneer PTQ every day. And man, I wish I was off. (laughs) I wish I could just be a complete fucking degenerate and uh, play Pioneer PTQs every day for a week. That'd be insane. Um, My boss is actually off that week so i'm kind of jelly he doesn't play magic really but he's gonna play like there's like a new diablo 3 season starting that like friday night so he's just gonna spend like a whole week playing diablo 3. <laughs> it's like man i wish that was me but with magic anyways uh <laughs> um so yeah so they're they're gonna try to avoid uh avoid banning things but uh they said they reserve the right so we'll see if there's some crazy data maybe todd anderson will give them reason todd anderson has been like consistently getting second in ptqs with monograde devotion i think I think he's got like two or three now he's gone second uh he even tweeted at like Watsy after the bnr update he's like oh you've given me a chance to get second in a ptq again <laughs> so that was kind of funny um but yeah no no updates to pioneer which is definitely a shocker and you know um we'll get into the data a little bit more but uh this the mono black aggro deck has really impressed me too in the numbers it's been putting out and um if that deck is problematic i don't know what you ban because i mean copter is the easy ban but copter is propping a lot of other decks up and i don't think you want to cut cut that card out of all these other aggro decks so i don't know what what you ban on a black i don't know scrap heap scrounger that uh, no it's like that uh, it's okay but like I've played. I played against versions of it without it. Like, I think the best versions probably do play it, but I've played against it without it. Um, all their cards are. I mean, Castle Locktwing comes to mind. That card is like a huge uh, consistency engine in the deck. Um, lets them, uh, you know, really efficiently use their mana. So I could see that having you know lands that also draw cards are pretty freaking busted, but. I don't know. I don't know how they would tackle that deck as a problem if it if it was decided to be a problem. It's kind of hard. Maybe just cut some of their quality one-drops out from one of them. Knight of the Ebon Legion? Hand? Is pretty nuts. That card has really impressed me. as a very powerful one-drop. Uh, Bloodsoak Champion, also important. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, so yeah, there's also no updates for Modern. Um, which... Was a little surprising considering how dominant Simic Wurza is. It's uh, another tough one. Um, I don't know what you'd ban into that deck. I mean, Urza is the card that really jumps out, but I don't think they want to ban Urza. So I'm not sure where you tackle it from there. I know people will say, Unless Oco. you finally, like, finally cut out Mox Oval. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's got to be Urza or, or, or Opal, and I don't think they really want to ban either. People, I think people have been saying Oko, but like Urza's been a problem since before Oko, you know, was a thing. Yeah, and like yes, the best version of the deck does play Oko, but I don't think banning Oko really solves the Urza problem writ large. And and it's like, um, it feels like a bridge from below ban to me if they ban Oko because of Urza. Oko might be gross for its own, like, its own reasons, but I think in modern it's fine. I think it's, like, slow enough and fair enough. Oko is gross, but
1: we haven't seen modern Oko decks, like, become a thing other than...
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, the control deck is playing it, and I've heard of people splashing it in Jund, which is kind of weird. I mean, it's seeing play in places, but that hasn't been, like, dominating. That's just, like, people being cheeky and playing Oko because it's good. Um so i don't know i don't think oko really deserves a ban in modern but i could be painted as an oko apologist since it did prop up my favorite deck quite a bit (laughs) so i don't know um speaking of super busted planeswalkers legacy got a renin 6 ban which uh a lot of people are quite happy with um i think people are pretty unified in their hatred for renin 6 and legacy uh, and the data on it is pretty shocking uh they said that it's online it's had a team delver has had a 56.5 percent win rate and earned over three times 56. as many 5-0 finishes as the next deck and most importantly it has a favorable matchup against each of the other 10 most played decks <laughs> which is Fucking absurd! <laughs> it's like, those are worse numbers than Grixis uh, Delver did when they banned. So, do you remember back in the day when you were talking about how you love
1: playing Rug Delver, but it just would just isn't that good anymore, and right. you just couldn't
0: really see how Rug Delver could be the best Delver deck again? Yeah, we're in six fixed that. Yeah, in a big way. In a big way uh you know it's funny i haven't actually played a game of legacy since oakland gp oakland so i missed out on this entire one and six uh meta <laughs> um it's just like how i missed out on blue red delver and modern when that was busted with um treasure cruise uh i really like playing these tempo decks but i always seem to set the format out when they're busted in half so i don't know i guess i'm a moron or something <laughs> i'm always interested in some other format i think when like blue red delver was gross and and modern i was like but i just want to play delver in legacy because Delver's even sweeter in legacy and then this time around well, then, so then I, at least you don't do what i do which is just play decks that get banned all the damn time <laughs> yeah i guess yeah but i mean i owned all the cards for it like i literally have all the cards for for rug delver with and six like i didn't i wasn't like unable to play the deck like i don't know <laughs> online or in paper probably poor decision making but whatever uh <laughs> but yeah, uh the combination of uh of Run and Six and Wasteland uh was just really oppressive against uh everyone playing dual lands. And uh the metagame, as they point out here, has just a uh There's so many X1s. There's so many X ones, and they're like crucial cards. Uh it just like it made Death and Taxes not a deck anymore. Just like killed the deck straight up, just straight murdered it. Uh, A lot of the fair blue-red decks were playing Young Pyromancer and it just slaps that card. Um, And then it just did really strange things with the the Delver Mirror with like mana, like fights over mana with Wasteland and buying lands back and it's very very strange. Um, It was like simultaneously insane at like protecting your mana and attacking other people's mana. And mana is really important in Legacy with these tempo style decks. so. Um, kind of a kind of a bust all the modes all the modes were insane yeah it was just really good (laughs) and the the old was like unbeatable obviously (laughs) like even more so than in modern um so yeah running six gone good riddance um never got to taste the power but i don't i think i'll be okay without it and speaking of super disruptive miserable oppressive cards to play against vintage saw a restriction for narset harder avails um I have not really played Vintage in a while, but from everything I've heard, this card was just miserable to play against and just like not fun. Like format ruining. Just yeah, just bad. Just whoever got their it just like shot on the other person, and there wasn't really much they could do about it. <laughs> uh and it came down really early because there's so much fast mana in the format. Uh yeah, nurse it was just really gross. So uh we've seen. Uh Karin, the Great Creator and Narc get restricted in Vintage now. <laughs> so uh Yeah, these three
1: low low costed pretty pretty powerful static effects. Yeah, being the
0: vintage fun. <laughs> yeah, really good. You know, I wonder I haven't really paid attention. I wonder if uh Sahili, three mana Sahili is any good uh, the Sahili Sublime Artificer is any good in uh in Vintage. Like Pyromancer has seen some play, but like being a creature was like Kind of shitty.
1: I mean, it's no monastery mentor, but yeah, and that's so he restricted. triggers
0: off anything, right? Any non a non non-cre- creature on land,
1: non creature,
0: yeah, yeah. So um, you can still trigger it with your artifacts, which is part of why Pyromancer wasn't as good in that format, uh, and Mentor was. <laughs> um, your random mocks and, and such such, really good at uh, cranking out the tokens. Although when they have prowess, they're also just super busted. <laughs> Yeah, outcome decks with adventures for the Yggras. Just gonna play Jeskai Restricted now, man. <laughs> Get the one Karn, the one Narset, the one uh, Monastery Mentor, one Getaxian Pro, one, <laughs> one Mental Mist. <laughs> that just sounds like shops with yeah, extra I, colors. I was gonna say, it's just shops, right? That's like what shops looks like at this point. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny that format's turning into like they're like unwilling to get rid of like the really core like defining cards of the format that make it so busted and so they just restrict everything else <laughs> like so oh this card's- just
1: ends up playing edh with four Mishra's workshop
0: <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> i mean it still this still sounds pretty sweet honestly like i'm down for that it's like edh for your general's mishra's workshop <laughs> Yeah. It's like choose your general. Do you want to play Mishra's Workshop, Bazaar of Baghdad? Or uh I don't know, Modest or Mentor. The Bazaar's restricted. Like <laughs> Oh, do they restrict Bazaar? No, they did. Oh, I forgot. They finally cut the legs up from Dredge. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was problematic. Uh so anyways, uh that, that's the ban and restricted updates. Um next week we'll see if we get anything new for Pioneer, but it sounds like probably not. Um so the
1: question is is it is it safe to start building paper pioneer decks
0: Uh, it depends if you're looking into an archetype that is still going to be viable after losing uh an op card right so like the issue right now is if like you want to be winning in pioneer you probably want to be playing whatever's busted and if you're playing whatever's busted it's probably getting banned so if you're like busted deck can still hang around with the big kids after eating a ban, it's probably fine so like if you're playing like a bug with like you know dig through time or some garbage like that or like oko it's like well these cards are like really good but like bugs probably still pretty decent even after the bannings although i don't know about after oko gets banned maybe you're just supposed to play green black at that point um but jace friend's prodigy is just like super powerful so you probably still like want to play bug over still really good was it Monogreen's still really good, right? Even after yeah. Oath Missa and the uh, Leyline. Yeah, exactly. So like, you wanna you wanna build decks like that that like can eat a ban and still be fine if you're like looking to invest. Um, but it's like, if Once Upon a Time gets banned, is Monogreen still good? Yeah, because Nicholas is still legal. <laughs> I think it's I think that deck is good until Nicholas gets banned, unless they just like kill every single other card in the deck. <laughs> Burning Tramessary, I think. Yeah, like Burning Tree, Nyssa who shakes the world, like I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that deck's just really powerful. Uh, jumping ahead on mana like that is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think Once Upon a Time is definitely uh, number card numero uno on the watch list. So if you're building a deck like Flare <laughs> that's really contingent on having Once Upon a Time, you might want to rethink that before buying cards. Um, but... An event where people weren't so concerned about what cards they had to buy because they determined to win, to win this weekend uh, was the SEG Invitational and I think we're gonna go through the day two metagame breakdown first because since it's a split format half you know pioneer half modern um, saying like oh this deck one is not really as helpful as looking at the broader trends as to what just did well on the whole um, In Pioneer, the most played deck was Hardened Scales, with uh, 21 copies converting to Day 2. Followed by a Monogreen Devotion with 19 copies, and then a drop-off down from there to stuff in the 11 to 10 range. Um, So, these two top decks are both uh, playing Once Upon a Time. Uh, They're both getting really aggressive with uh, how they leverage their mana into a board state um and they're both really good (laughs) uh you really play? they're they're both decks that have been known about yeah they're known quantities known powerful decks they're they're not
1: like they're not like breakout for the the tournament like they've been known to be you know good pioneer decks
0: yeah definitely uh and you know there's not really any any breakout decks at the top of the list um the third most played deck tied with Simic Aggro is Mono Black Aggro. And I guess, you know, those were both known about decks. You could say uh Mono Black Aggro was a breakout deck because it did do so well. The eventual winner of the tournament was playing Mono Black Aggro. Um take that with a grain of salt, obviously. Um, but uh yeah, just did really well. Um and The power from these you know mono green devotion and um hardened skills decks is that you know they're getting ahead on you know on mana doing really powerful stuff cheaply the uh the mono black aggro deck though gets ahead by just being super efficient um and like spending all of its mana every turn um the deck is playing a ton of mana sinks and it's actually uh it's playing a, like 24 lands in an aggro deck which is kind of unusual um i think ross mariam did a deck tech where he was talking about how the deck is actually kind of um surprisingly mana hungry um and that's because like a ton of your creatures have activated abilities uh scrappy scrounger you can bring it back for two same for blood champion gutter bones cost two as well knight of the Ebon legion uh, has a, a very effective three mana ability it's like the best root wall i ever printed is what i've been telling people <laughs> uh you can yeah. do it twice it gets three three and death touch if you pump it and hit them with it it gets its second ability triggers and it gets a plus one plus one counter forever mm-hmm. uh this card just like threatens really gross stuff in combat and it's like basically got pseudo unblockable so you just get to like swing in with it they don't block and then if you have nothing to do with your mana you just pump it and if you want to keep playing to the board you just don't pump it and then play something else and so you get like it's just like root wall and limited basically it's like the same thing where like it just gets in because no one ever wants to block it uh and then it blocks really well um uh, when you're on the back foot for whatever reason um it's got murderous rider which is you know only three mana but it's you could you know use both halves the same turn potentially uh, on six um and then it's uh it's got castle lock twain which uh you can use to refill your hand but does take the castle plus three other lands so um just really finds effective ways to use every last drop of mana every turn of the game um and that's part of why the deck is so good because it's putting a ton of damage up really quickly while spending all its mana and just like just it really just kind of it, like i said it squeezes every last drop out of its cards and its mana um, which some of the other decks in the format um don't always do the mana is kind of awkward um and you see people kind of just like not spending all their mana sometimes this deck doesn't really do that uh, it also has the most effective disruption on the format in the form of fatal push and Thoughtseize, kind of your best one mana ways to interact with other people outside of wild slash which is really not great to be honest like wild slash is kind of a trash card um so you have just like really good premium one mana interaction uh you've got eight lands that double as like air quotes spells with castle walk twain and muta getting used to card advantage there uh and then you just play a really efficient beatdown game so i've been really really impressed with this deck um
1: uh, and like playing a high land count it's not so bad if you're playing mm-hmm. four smother sculptures yeah you have sculptures,
0: right? yeah and you have a uh, wrinkle at the top end as well and fun fact chris uh I don't know a lot of people have never really read wrinkle it turns out because i was surprised by this and i asked a few people yesterday and they were all surprised like very surprised did you know that wrinkle says choose any number of its three abilities when it connects not choose one you can do all of them no one i asked knew that it actually was a choose any they all thought it was a choose one and i did too until i saw someone on stream get hit by it and they uh, discarded a card. And I was like, oh, that's really dumb of their opponent. They definitely should have chose the Sack a Creature mode. And then they proceeded to also Sack a Creature. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Pull up the card on Scryfall and reread it. And I was like, oh my god, that's way better than I thought it was. Uh, Seems like a lot of other people have made that same mistake. So yeah, this card's a pretty solid top end for the, the deck. deck. Um, strips down yeah, their hand. Yeah, Your second garbage is like, you know, Bloodsoak Champion yeah your crap just comes back yeah like uh, sack this gutter bones like whatever yeah um clears the way for your other guys yeah the card's just really good haste is important too it's evasive a flying um yeah it's like a a wrangle and a copter is six power in the air like yeah pretty scary really hard to deal with yeah this deck is uh this deck's really good at everything except for blocking (laughs) i think uh let's see what how many of their cards just say can't block on them it's quite a few uh eight, nine, just <laughs> is it like nine nine of their creatures just say literally say can't block on them <laughs> Gutterbones enters tapped i guess not not can't block um but uh but yeah <laughs> so um yeah i really like one of black but um the event, the stars of the event were the uh, the devotion deck and uh, and hardened skills. Although, if you look at the top of the uh, the placings, again, it's a split format event, but um, m- more mono green than hardened skills. It looks like, at least at the top, it's pretty pretty even split altogether, though. Um, you watched a little bit of the event on stream right did you is anything stand out to you about uh about the format i know you haven't really been playing as much as i have
1: um i only got to watch like one match oh okay. but from what i'm seeing fields of the dead is a gross magic card yeah i
0: mean everyone already knew that right <laughs>
1: every, like, who's every time it I, play... I see
0: the card it's just more gross Especially with Hour of Promise, right, which is what these ramp decks are playing. These like uh green and green blue and bant uh Field of the Dead decks are playing Hour of Promise.
1: Yeah. It's like once there's two, threes, even like the full four, like any just just playing a land creating eight powers insane.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so gross. <laughs> and of course they're chock full of ways to like go get lands and play multiple lands and yeah like it, the zombies sp- don't
1: enter tapped they could block like they're just right they're perfectly you know working
0: creatures <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man yeah that uh that card is is problematic there is i so I've seen some hot tech though um let's see if I can find it here. I've seen people playing oh, I can't find it now it's a bummer shoot there's a there is a two and a black enchantment from like Khan's block, and it says creature tokens get minus two, minus two. <laughs> I forget what it's called. I'm sorry. I had it pulled up earlier, and I've lost it now. Um. Uh. You mean, like how the mono black deck just gets the sideboard blight beetle. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a haymaker. Yeah. Blight beetle is is very gross. <laughs> really, really gross card. Uh. Just turns off the hardened skills deck it's kind of pro green for good measure so like yeah just in case (laughs) just in case you're gonna get beat down by a a random mopey pelt collector (laughs) no 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 we'll just block that sir uh (laughs) but uh but yeah uh so we might have to play some of those if we uh so if i'm if i'm understanding this card correctly it comes into play, and all the woman
1: counters that they have, they just fall off. Yes. Or well, they can't have put on them, or they just can't have them at all. Both, I believe. So, like, oh, I'll just kill with my walking blister, and by of no. resolves, and walking blister just fucking dies.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this card's insane against like um hangerback walker. Yeah. Oh hangar back fucker dies, trigger. Okay, you get no
0: thought's because no counters here. Yeah. Yeah, I um I think it I think if they already have counters, it works, right? Like I don't think it takes them off. That does it mess on them? It,
1: it says creature opponents control can't have plus one plus one counters put on them. Yeah. Yeah, so it does just, not it
0: says right here in the rules does not remove any counters already on them. Um, okay, because that, yeah. that would be really gross. Yeah, but uh, if you get it down early, it just destroys them. (laughs) Um, Yeah, powerful, powerful sideboard card. This and that other, that black card I was talking about, which I can't remember the name of of course, because why would I, uh, are both really good haymakers. I think those and like Rest in Peace slash one of the Void are kind of like uh, the I feel like best. this card is
1: something you open up in your draft and you're like, how would this card ever be playable? Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And here we are. Yeah, definitely. Anyways, we've strayed a little bit um, from the the breakdown. But, um, yeah, we had um, Mono black Aggro and Simic Aggro in 11 slots. And we had uh, Simic Nexus, which is a... Um, a... Uh, nexus of fate slash wilderness reclamation deck kind of like the modern version uh that wins just by going long and looping nexus as well as is it in soul which is a uh a uh, in soul artifact uh beat down deck kind of a aggressive tempo-y deck i think i want to try this deck out i guess it's kind of my playstyle, uh kind of delver-esque air quotes with cheap counters and aggressive overstanded creatures, although they're not actually overstanded because you have to like slap something on them. Uh, but I think I want to try this deck out. Um, seems kind of up my alley. Noah Walker played it, so you know, must be must be up my alley. I always like what Noah Walker has to play. Uh, and then uh, below that we saw Bant Ramp at 8, which is the deck you were interested in. Is it Phoenix at 7 and Mono Red Aggro at 7, and then kind of trickles on down from there but much much more unified in what people decided to play surprisingly um was modern where now this is this is a little bit of a deceitful i feel like the way they broke this out they have 24 copies of simic urza 18 copies of amulet titan 18 copies of grixis death shadow and 18 copies of simic urza and you might say to yourself, wait, didn't he already say Simic Wurza? No, it was Simic Urza with 24 and Simic Wurza with 18. <laughs> it's not Livio Sa, it's Livio Sa. Sa, so, yeah. So Simic Wurza was tied for second place with two other decks. And Simic Urza had an additional six copies more than any of those decks. So taken together, it's 40, what, two copies? of simic flavored urza decks um which is absurdly higher than any other archetype in the format i mean simic Urza more than twice as popular as any other deck yeah which just far and away the most popular decks in the tournament we also have four people playing four color Wurza and three people playing urza outcome which i guess urza outcome i'll give you is a different enough deck um but uh urza was freaking everywhere dude Uh, some brave and valiant amulet titan and grixis death shadow players uh, putting up a fight high five
1: two of our favorite
0: decks grixis shadow coming back from the dead once again yeah it turns out a big fat boy uh with Teamer battle rage slash royal scions and not a lot of uh point and click removal in the format is uh is really good for gds so humans if you if you look uh if you just look at these
1: decks No one is playing Path to Exile. No.
0: Yeah. No No paths here.
1: There are no paths anywhere.
0: Which is a pretty good recipe for, you know,
1: some big dumb idiots.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the worst matchup in the top of the spread is Burn, which is pretty manageable if you're familiar with the matchup. Uh, And then down at six copies, we have Humans, which is not a good matchup and why the deck was kind of pushed out of the meta originally. Um, But not very common. Although it did find success as a uh, choice for the first place player. Um So he was just attacking with bodies all weekend. But um yeah, so GDS uh has definitely seen a resurgence in this simic f- uh format, which is good for me because if I decide to go to a tournament, I'll actually have a deck I enjoy to play that can fight against these, these Simic Wurza decks if they stick around for a while. Um the four color snow deck is very much like what i want to be playing but i don't know if it really has like i definitely think you're disfavored against the Urza decks so playing something that's favored and still to my taste definitely sounds better and uh and titan titan has just gotten so many upgrades man field of I the think, dead I castle titan
1: is as pop it's like as popular it's the most popular now than it's ever been
0: yeah the deck has definitely got a lot more people aware of it and playing it um than any other time probably in its history
1: yeah probably I'm ever sure. like yeah. even uh, it's probably more popular now than it was when summer bloom was legal
0: yeah i would agree with that i would definitely agree with that uh Amulet titan when bloom was legal was one of those decks kind of like kci where everyone knew it was like super busted but no one really played it yeah, it was no one too one really hard uh, although i don't think it was actually really that hard when you had summer bloom no, it it was a much more straightforward deck. Um but uh yeah, uh that deck has gotten Field of the Dead, Castle Garenbrig, and Once Upon a Time, which have been insane for the deck. I mean Once Upon a Time and, and Field have been crazy for the deck. And Castle Garenbrig has been pretty good. So you uh you totally knocked it out of the park on uh on Field. No one believed you, but you were you were ahead of the curve on that one yeah discord did, uh, did not want to believe no one no one really surprised by once upon a time so i don't think you can claim credit for that one uh anyone with two eyeballs and a functioning brain saw that, that was kind of nuts um and then castle garen break maybe a little bit of a miss on your part um but it's not as busted as the other cards have been it's just kind of good
1: yeah castle's is just nice because um I feel like it, it allows you to slip Titans in windows that you normally, you otherwise couldn't have. Pull a sneaky on them. And so there's a lot of times where, you know, maybe opponent, like, will let the, you know, let the guard down for one turn cycle to put, deploy their threat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And previously it would have been 100% safe. Now you're just and like, that's gotcha, bitch.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, it probably still be safe most of the time, but not all of the time. Yeah. So, like, if you have four lands in play, no Azusa, no Scout, no Amulet, like, there's no way you can make a Titan. But Mm -hmm. now you can. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. And if it's, like, your fifth land, you can go get two other lands, one being filled that it makes zombies too. So, out of nowhere, like, oh, you know, I'm going to tap off for my, you know, four mana idiot. Yeah, yeah. Try to put some pressure on while you, like, hold up counter-magic or whatever afterwards or like you know play a three-drop and play like
0: a shock land tapped right and you're just like okay lol uh, Here's 10 power. <laughs> yeah, just clown on him a little bit uh, Yeah, yeah, definitely and is just really powerful right now Um, I've been playing a lot of disdainful strokes in my sideboard and I've been very happy with it because of Ursa and Titan Um, Tron bringing up the back of the bus here with 12 copies and then behind that, Burn and Eldrazi Tron at 11 before we kind of fall off a cliff in, in numbers. Um, what
1: is a little surprising to me is the, um, the fact that Eldrazi Tron is still hanging on.
0: You know, Eldrazi Tron uh, has Eldrazi been Eldrazi... In a really good place for a long time now, too, kind of like Amulet. Uh, it's been just popular. Like, people like it. Uh, I think a big part of why the deck is seeing so much success is it has Chalice for zero or one against the, the Urza decks into a fast clock, would be my guess. Um,
1: like I'm not particularly um, well versed in the Urza versus Eldrazi Tron matchup, but I I I don't see it being that big of a problem. A Chalice on zero,
0: I mean, it it's turned, stopping it probably turns off enough so of their ramp that they have to kind of play a more slow fair game, right? They can't just like churn through stuff.
1: Sure, but like does Eldrazi Tron be just a big construct? Like I don't. <laughs> no, I'm not convinced that it does.
0: Yeah, that is a little problem. And a lot of these
1: Urza decks are like in Bridge decks, and we all know Eldrazi Tron can't do shit about Stairing Bridge.
0: Are the fair ones playing in Bridge? I'm not sure. I'm kind of out of the. I don't know, but that. I would imagine
1: Oko's insane against Eldrazi Tron too. Yeah, I don't know. I just can't imagine it being like a great matchup for
0: Eldrazi Tron. Yeah, maybe um, it's not. Typically it, is, it came here pray, to feast on shadow decks. It does yeah. prey on the decks that are really good against this meta, right? Like the burn decks and the shadow decks. Um uh Eldrazi Tron is really good against um so that's why question.
1: yeah But it's it's a little weak to amulet. Um I would probably say it's weak to the decks and it's definitely weak to big tron. Yeah. So maybe it's just like one of the best of the rest kinda of decks where it beats up on the random jank everyone else is playing,
0: but Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, it has been kinda of popular for a while now.
1: Yeah, El Jositron usually just falls off the face of the earth once Goosey Shadow's bad. hmm And then when Goosey Shadow becomes really good again, it like you know <laughs> sneaks its way back in. But um Shadow hadn't been bad for a while. And Josytron was still popular and now yeah. it travels back and still here, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think. Um, like maybe Karn was just the difference to make the deck playable. Chalice wasn't the best. Yeah, Karn is really good. So uh, the, the Urza decks are on one bridge in the board now at this point. So, not super consistent on bridging out Aldrazi Tron. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It is kind of an interesting one like why that's doing so well. Like, All's Dust isn't
1: like the slam dunk it usually would be against the Urza deck, too yeah feels but you know,
0: constructs yeah. still there, yeah yeah dismember people are saying dismember is like one of the better removal spells in the format right now. um people in the know have been really suggesting g d s players play more dismembers than than more pushes, which uh looking at this meta definitely makes sense to me
1: yeah, amulet lists have also been moving towards dismembers in the sideboard, but that's I think largely. Due to the, the fact that, um, Castle of like, wait a minute, how does Castle of make you play December? Well, Castle of makes you play more forests in mm-hmm. the form of breeding pools, which means you play less gemstone mines, which means you will have less white sources to play to it, so Yeah,
0: that makes sense.
1: Less red for and with Fields of too. the Dead, you're much more incentivized to f- mix up your different random bounce lands. Mm-hmm. So you're not just stacking up on four sanctuaries.
0: Yeah, this is kind of a bummer that you're like, you want as many Caroos as you can get away with, but you want less now because of field. I hadn't thought about that. It's kind of a push pull.
1: Yeah, so now a lot of people are just playing like, you know, four Guild Chambers and one of every other green one. So oh, okay. One Guild
0: Chamber, one Gold Turf, one Rot Farm. Hmm. Interesting. How many were you playing at the peak of the deck? Um. Or the peak, so, peak not the peak of the deck. I mean, but like the peak number. of The crews. the standard
1: amount beforehand was like four gold chamber and then four of whatever colors you're splashing. Mm. So if you're playing red, you play four grilter. If you're playing white, you play four celestial sanctuary. Or you could do three and one. So you between... You're only down one then. Yes, yeah, so you're down one to play a a castle. Gotcha. It's not so what bad. I'm saying is, you don't play like three of the same. Crew.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not, consistent and because you're not doing cards. that, you
1: just can't play these, you know, other colored sideboard cards. Yeah, it makes sense. Interesting. But honestly, like playing against um, like Burn or something, having like a second Radiant
0: found in the sideboard felt pretty good compared to like Fire Spot or something. Yeah, Radiant found's pretty solid. It kind of like bridges you into the other stuff that you know is good against them
1: i mean obviously second you' found better against burn and fire spot versus instead of say like humans where you'd much rather have a fire spot right? <laughs> yeah, yeah but no one's playing humans, so you're fine
0: yeah if you're like me you're just playing the counter ruins instead <laughs> so um we've got a couple other pioneer events that were uh completed this weekend we had a ptq on uh, i believe it was friday and a challenge on sunday and so mtg goldfish doesn't give us standings or final standings it gives us standings at the end of the swiss i believe which is always kind of problematic um for deciphering what the hell went on um but it is good for showing us what's good overall and so in the PTQ, uh, we had Monogreen Devotion at 9 and 0. Surprise, surprise. Bant Field of the Dead at 8 and 1. And Bant Field of the Dead has really been showing up a lot in these like challenges and PTQs, right? Like it was uh, kind of off the radar and then it's just been like doing well, like 7, 2, 8, 1, with like at least one copy in like every event since people started playing it, right?
1: Yeah, it hasn't been
0: super popular, but it's always had like one guy yeah doing well with that at least yeah we've got three copies of the deck in this ptq that went uh seven two or better so we have two seven twos and an eight one on on banned field of the dead um and we've got an eight and one mono black aggro player we've already talked at length about that deck we've got that simic aggro deck which uh, also did quite well at the invitational And then we've got uh two copies of azorius temple tempo at uh seven and two and you know i was actually really impressed by this deck because i saw uh on day one of the coverage uh martin moeller was playing this deck and he was slapping people like just slapping them so i went and checked out his deck list and and it was like okay i'm gonna play a league with this later it seems super cool it turns out he borrowed the deck so i don't know if it was like you know it wasn't like he like had some genius deck building it was like he's just really good at playing magic just like surprise surprise he won a last chance qualifier like on thursday night i think um he like flew in and then just like won a a last chance qualifier but he was playing um i think todd anderson's copy of monogreen devotion <laughs> which he had to give back to todd for the main event so he just borrowed Azorius Tempo and was just like schooling kids with it because he's amazing at magic. Um, The deck is pretty good, although it's got some issues after playing through two leagues with it. Um, It's kind of clunky on the draw. Um, Talking about that play draw thing again, you know, all your really big hammers are at three mana. You got like Reflector Mage and Spell Queller and Teferi and... They all cost three fucking mana, which is kind of a bummer. And so um getting behind on the draw is kind of brutal. Um, but the deck does play just a really good instant speed game. You know, it's got um the brazen borrowers and quellers and archangel Avison, which really impressed me. That card I really liked. Um uh being able to protect your guys was really good. And um the board sweep was just good and having vigilant a vigilant flying four four was good um beats copter very handily although heart of kieran is a little bit of a problem because you have to trade with it but um yeah the zora support deck was was solid uh, and i can definitely understand why there's two copies here at seven two but um i think the list is still getting tweaked a little bit the the lists here in the event are a little different from um what martin was playing and they were a little different from each other too um i'm surprised that neither of the list that went seven two are playing selfless spirit which martin muller's version was i really like that card um it's good for the same reasons it was good in standard um it uh protects your guys from getting uh swept up and it plays insanely well with uh archangel You um you do really gross stuff where you like you can uh, flip it on command uh, You can protect your guys from the flip if your opponent tries to like, you know Oh, I'll just kill one thing and then his avison will wipe the rest of his board. No, uh-uh We'll uh, uh. just uh, self a Spirit and you know, you're down two guys at that point But you still have, you know, usually have a couple other things and you'll still have your angel And that six damage coming in on the air is probably gonna finish him off pretty quick at that point. So um, deck is pretty good. And then we've got a, a blue-white control list from Aspiring Spike down here at 7 and 2 as well. Um, I did a league with this last night with uh, Kevin and Curtis. And I like the deck a lot. It's playing really, really powerful cards. Um, but the deck has some issues. Um, the removal, as everyone knows, the 2 mana is just not the hottest. Um, Azorius Charm and Blessed Alliance are kind of, kind of terrible absorb is good but again on the draw like we've been saying it's just terrible having a three mana counter spell on the draw it's so slow it's so shitty um and then supreme verdict on the draw is just kind of slow sometimes especially post-board people are doing cheeky crap like playing heroic intervention and so um heroic intervention just completely blows out your verdict they get to like you know on the play they're like uh play like you know turn one elf turn two three drop turn three four or three drop and then on your turn four they've got you know they were able to invest maybe two mana into putting something on the board and then they just have heroic intervention up or maybe they have like fry and heroic intervention so even if you just like try to play like a lira Dawnbringer um and go that direction they just fry you and so you get like really pinched by these like green uh green red decks um, which seem to be quite popular i mean like i said we played against three of them so um i want to play the deck some more against a wider meta maybe it's just i don't know maybe the green green red decks are just teched against us i don't know (laughs) uh but i did like the deck it's playing a bunch of sweet cards that i like uh aspiring spike is just also very very good at magic so um, maybe he just carried the carried the day. I did watch him stream a league with this like a week and a half, two weeks ago, and he was just playing very, very well. So, uh, and then we just have a pile of mono black decks. We've got a bunch of mono black aggro, a mono black vampires deck, more green devotion, and then a couple mono red decks and some some simic stuff. One deck I did want to point out is a uh, Mick Winsauce is playing bug um are Mick they sauce. yeah sauce. uh they defected for the challenge uh to Autumn Burchette's um green black field deck they did uh sauce did not keep playing bug so two days later they swapped to a different deck um but uh I like this build of Saltai it's got um the food package uh yeah, Oko uh Wicked Wolf uh Gilded Goose only one Wicked Wolf but still a little, little mini food package um it's got the scarab god oh man the scarab god is sweet i love this card uh i keep hoping it's this. there's
1: a lot card- of ones in this deck yeah. um I, I i enjoyed the one of casualties of war oh
0: yeah yeah what talk about a six mana hammer right yeah not playing of wishes just throw it in the deck yep um mcwensauce is worth a follow on twitter uh if you were interested in spicy pioneer decks they've been playing a ton of different crap and doing pretty well with it um they played uh an esper control deck that plays uh jace wielder of mysteries and inverter of truth as a win con (laughs) and so you play your your jace and then you play inverter of truth and you dump your your deck into exile and your graveyard becomes deck and then you jace and then you win it's kind of (laughs) cool So they got a 5-0 with that one, I believe, and then they had another uh, 4-1 with the deck as well um, where they got dumpstered by an opponent having a net draw. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, I like Bug a lot. I mean, I played it this weekend um, mostly because of card availability, but uh, I would like to play um, some some Bug. Um, Bug is another deck that's uh, kind of in my wheelhouse, and it's just playing powerful cards. It's very interactive, which I like, um, and you get to play all these like, sweet uh sweet cards like Tamiya Collector of Tales and Scarab God and garbage like that I do think it's insane that they played a, a one of Dark Petition that's just what <laughs> that does me a confusion
1: just go find something mm-hmm. one
0: once upon a time like I don't know yeah why not man why not <laughs> um so yeah that deck was uh was pretty cool that's a standout and um there's this this rug deck that's been going around. I've played against it a few times. It looks like a garbage fire, but it's actually surprisingly decent. It's uh it's really writing on the back of how strong the elves are. So it's playing uh 10 10 elf. Uh this one's playing eight, actually. It's playing two mystic, two thenoar, and four gilded goose, but I've seen a version with four-four-two. Um and then it just plays like Bone Crusher Giant, Questing Beast, Wicked Wolf, Glorybringer, Oko, Royal Scions, Chandra, Torture Defiance. Uh, and then to tie them together, they've got uh, "Once Upon a Time," of course, "Summer Denial," and "Heart of Kieran," and they just play like a really good mid-rangey value plan. Um, it's surprisingly good. It looks kind of milk toast on paper, but I actually playing against it a few times, um, their individual cards are just very good. Like once you get outside of the the mana dorks, um, all of their cards are just really scary. Like Bone Crusher Giant is just pretty good. Still still waiting for that Glorybringer spike? Yeah, right. I need to I need to pick up my other two copies. I you know, together we had a playset. <laughs> yeah. So we need to each get our playset. Glorybringer is just a card I'm really impressed with in this format. It's great. Um love it, love it, love it. I want to play dragon stacks mostly because Glorybringer and Slumgar scorn are both great, but all the stupid dragons cost five. Um and can't actually build a good magic deck with just a pile of stupid five drop dragons. Um, so I was looking at different lists. Some people are trying like Dragons Horde, which is like a three mana artifact that like taps for a mana of any color. Yeah, I think it only casts dragons. Or no, it, it's no, it's it taps for any color. But then if you play a dragon, you can draw a card. I want to say it puts like a gold counter. Yeah, and you can like spin the gold <laughs> counter to draw a card. Yeah. <laughs> Um and some people were saying like oh yeah it ramps you out so you can play your stupid dragon on four, which is really important. And then uh it keeps you from like uh getting behind on card advantage, which is apparently an issue for the deck, because sometimes you just like play some stupid dragons and if they deal with them, you just like your mind because everything is like everyone else is playing like card advantage shut. Uh so I don't know, that seemed kind of bad though. Um but
1: um Thunder It really sucks trying to play a uh, Sunbar Scorn deck when your dragon turns into an elk
0: yeah and like all your, you're you want you're, you're like, tapping out for these stupid expensive dragons and you don't actually have slumgurs scorn up at that point um so unless you're playing like the Oja, like and ojitai deck like ojitai makes sense of some Gar scoring because you can like you know play a you know a bunch of fucking lands and then slam your ojitai and just kill them with it but like Glorybringer, you want to like tap out and be productive but then you're going shields down on the counter spells so but uh tell me i've just got to port just guy dragons into pioneer yeah i've, I've been it. looking at a bunch of lists it's interesting i'll show you after the show I'm not impressed with any of them, but they look okay. Um, but a Thunderbreak Regent, uh, you know, we kind of passed over in in modern, but in pre uh, Pioneer, uh, Thunderbreak Regent is actually a little bit more impressive. Uh, at four mana, you can't decay it, and it's uh, a little harder to fatal push. Um, and a four toughness is quite hard to kill. Um, so, uh, kind of interested in in Thunderbreak Regent. Also. Um that shock ability is pretty nasty. Um, especially if they had to like double wild slash it or some garbage like that. Like just take and six. just like bolt themselves twice. Yeah, like that's pretty great. Um So Yeah, I don't know. Uh Dragons is kind of sweet. Uh, but I don't know if it's good enough. There's so many different ways. It's, I've seen Blue red dragons, Grixis dragons, Esper dragons, uh, rug dragons. Uh, so many different dragons builds, and they all look terrible, to be honest. They all look really bad. Um, but I'm hopeful. Green red dragons. Oh, I saw black red dragons too. <laughs>
1: there's a lot <laughs> of all the dragons. There's a lot of all dragons the combinations list. of dragons.
0: I've I've gone deep on the dragons list, viewers, and let me tell you, I'm, I'm not convinced that it's, it's quite there. Um, Soulguard Scorn is obviously really good, but like it's just hard to play a counter spell deck in this format. Um, I'd probably
1: be better off trying to play a um, Wizard's Retort deck.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like more pro- proactive, and you only get a hold of one mana, and or I'm sorry, two mana for for retort. But yeah, you get other. And you can play Wizard's Lightning too. So yeah, yeah, the payoffs for dragons are you get like Draconic Roar, which is like okay. Uh it's like not great. And the Tongue Invitation is kinda cool. I do like that one because it gains life in the black decks, which is kind of nifty. Uh, and you got Crux of Fate, which is like eh, it's an okay sweeper. And you know, five mana sweeper is like not the hottest though. That's it's okay. It's a sweeper yeah, It's not kill, languish, but it doesn't kill your stupid dragons, which is nice. Um but um Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if, if Ojatai was a four five, you could play Languish in your deck, it'd mm-hmm. be sick yeah exactly um a card that no one's really playing that i think is kind of sweet uh is Henny's expertise not specifically in dragons but just in general um because this format is really really defined by it's like really busted three drops like we keep talking about how good it is to go like elf into three drop and you know all these busted three mana planeswalkers everyone's really familiar with and Henny's expertise you know only being minus three minus three is obviously not the ba- the greatest but it, it steals back again that that play draw right like you wipe the board and then you get to stick a planeswalker into play and if they have something that's four toughness you could even like put a, a Liliana last open to play and then like plus on it and get that that one big thing they had
1: wait know? john this format doesn't have anything with more than three toughness
0: <laughs> yeah right uh, Kalidus, all creatures Lord, are yeah, elks. Yeah, <laughs> all the creatures are elks. It is really good against elks. Yes. Uh, how would you like to like put an Oko into play off of a Yehnese expertise as well? Like that's pretty pretty good. Um, I played two in my sideboard this uh, weekend in Pioneer. Uh, I sideboarded it in once against uh, Red White Feather. I never saw it, but I think it would have been insane. So. Yeah, people aren't playing enough sweepers. I feel like, and Henry's expertise maybe deserves a a look. But no one's just no one's playing sweepers except for Supreme Verdict. It seems like. I don't know. Everyone wants to play creatures of their own because creatures are so damn good in this format. (laughs) Um, but I think it's enough rambling about pioneer, uh, play draw issues and big fat booties. MTG Pioneer cast. Yeah, MTG Pioneer cast. MTG Elf cast. Um, I think we're going to kind of uh, move into our Salt of the Week. Kind of wind down now, since it's just the two of us today. And we've kind of gone over the broad stroke stuff going on in the format. What uh, what card or deck are you super hyped for right now, Chris?
1: I'm going to kind of cheat a little bit here. <laughs> oh, you always cheat. Um, I'm going to... My Salt of the Week is going to be... Arboreal Grazer. (laughs) I don't know, man. That's a bit of reach. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, this card I think should be a four of in all these Banta, of the Dead decks. Yeah, I agree. Um, Because uh, just the deck needs to be able to ramp to get ahead because you're not you don't do anything. The deck does dick until you have (laughs) You start making zombies? Yeah. So you need to start making zombies as soon as possible. And while, yeah, sure, drawing on like turn 400 probably doesn't feel the best. Even the difference between verdicting on turn 3 or 4 is probably a big enough deal that I think you really, really, really
0: yeah, definitely. You know, arboreal grazer is like the, the the Tom and Jerry meme where the cat's like at the door and he's like pointing to the door and like the other cats are like walking through like the burly looking cats like that's arboreal grazer. <laughs> like lands like get into play.
1: <laughs> I, I have to imagine the best straws out of the deck is just turn one grazer, turn two rejuvenator,
0: turn three hour promise. Yeah, it seems insane. Like seems actually insane. Like how do you how do you beat that? Even like, like, he has a mid range deck even beat that, like.
1: Yeah, and then maybe you take a turn off to like verdict, yeah, or something or whatever. Like,
0: yeah, but but you probably is- don't even
1: need to because you are like blocked with your grazer or your like, whatever. Just pick some fucking zombies, and then next turn you on tap and escape shift and make four hundred million zombies and you win the game.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been interested in this deck. Like, it's not really the type of deck I normally I normally play, but it, it is so powerful that I've been kind of curious about trying it out.
1: And there are a lot of just random lands in this format. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there are.
1: Like, garbage like Thornwood Falls. Like, it's a blue-green land. <laughs> yeah. And, like, putting in into play tapped off your grazer, like, doesn't matter. It was coming in tapped anyways. Mm-hmm helps stem the bleeding a little bit against the more aggressive decks
0: yeah these decks put amulet to shame when it comes to like random one of lands holy crap like <laughs> i think the current versions of the deck i sent you an article earlier i don't know if you had a chance to read it but you should really read it um about a guy going like hit breakdown on his lands and build of, of bant uh and he's like going up to 30 lands he was like 29 he's going up to 30
1: <laughs> yeah 30 is looking looking pretty standard here yeah um just, um, just five hit- basics in your 30 land deck yeah it's just crazy <laughs> like it's it's like an adh deck i mean <laughs> oh God. it's just like it, does the format have a like how many lands are in this format that are within my colors all right <laughs> one of each please yeah, like was- the, only, the only random like dual lands i'm i can think of that are not being played are like guild gates
0: yeah Oh, they're playing the Triland? Is there one of the Triland? Is there. There isn't a band no, Triland. The band Triland
1: is not legal in yeah, this. That's wrong. a
0: bummer. I did see someone playing a one of, of uh the bug one and bug mid-range, bug control. <laughs> I only saw the one deck doing that. No one else has been that brave. <laughs> Kinda slow. Good fixing though.
1: Uh, yeah, just all the Skylands, all the ETP gain lifelands two of
0: the i guess all of the um cycle lands that have been printed god the etd lands feels so bad though when you're like having to like you know you just want to like go 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 like ramp your stupid crap out so you don't die to the aggro decks
1: yeah but at the same time you have a lot of cards like rejuvenator grazer um growth spiral like mm-hmm uh, there's plenty of opportunity to put lands into play that you wouldn't have been able to do anything with that mana had it been untapped anyway, or the, the effect is already putting it into play tapped.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And there's not... That, I, okay, yeah, there are a lot of tapped lands. There's a lot of tapped lands. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of tapped lands. Like a, a slightly eyebrow-raisingly large number of tapped lands. Um, the guy in the article was talking about, too, the issue is, like, there are a three-color deck that plays four Field of the Dead, which are colorless yeah (laughs) just like not ideal yeah not
1: feel that not a very good card at casting um supreme verdict on turn four yeah i wonder how um, many
0: games you just straight up lose due to like being color screwed it's probably not a small amount um it's probably a non-zero amount for sure yeah i guess i shouldn't say I, i don't think it's a large amount but yeah i'd say statistically like relevant noticeable. <laughs> yeah a noticeable amount enough to like make you salty I would I would ha- hazard a guess <laughs> which is uh unfortunate but yeah deck is sweet we should uh we should do a league together or something yeah castle advantage is so so cool yeah yeah the castles have been good cards uh not busted pretty fair they they're all kind of seeing play uh even the red one uh is seeing play in pioneer um Really, really well designed. Thumbs up to Wadzi on those cards. Uh, powerful, um, desirable, um, but, like, but not, I understand not that, overpowered. I understand that Teferi is
1: just a dumb card by itself. Like you saw the blue white, um, like Tepo deck playing for Teferi with <laughs> very little ways to abuse, well, with zero ways to abuse its flaws. That actually doesn't play any spells. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> But After board, you can uh, really not very speed. many
1: ways to abuse like the rush of the card either. I mean, the the static ability is just that insane. I guess. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I mean, like it interacts with spell mm.
0: and
1: like getting to minus to pick up your spell is pretty dumb. But, uh, but decks like this, like I don't know, playing, playing big, dumb, crazy sorceries at instant speed. Just just sounds like a good time. <laughs> That's what does it for you. And, you know, plus your Teferi... It's like oh, I'll do a thing. All right, end step. Uh, escape shift. <laughs> Put like twenty-four power in play. All right, my
0: turn. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Anyways, I guess. Yeah, my, my slot's a portal creaser. long and winding road to get to that. Uh, my. My slot. I don't, have a, I don't have a specific card. I do. I do want to play more more Sultai though in uh, in Pioneer. Uh, there's a few ways to build the deck. There's some more mid rangey ones. There's some more controlling ones. Some people play Dick Through Time. Some people play Tasiger. Um There's like not really like a consistent uh, a cons- consensus on how to build the deck right now. Um, so it's open for testing, which is kind of fun to just like try stuff. Like that guy that was playing a bunch of one ofs was probably kinda of screwing around a little bit, I would not be surprised to find out. <laughs> I don't know if one one uh what was it? Ravages of war. Not Ravages of War, um how what is it, the six mana Golgari wipe? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh
1: I literally just said it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's quite the right Ravages <laughs> right...
1: of War, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, Ravages of War. Casualties. Casualties. Ravages of War is the the frickin' is, is Armageddon, Armageddon <laughs> which you did to me at Cube last time, you asshole. Um, <laughs> T'was not I, but yes, it happened. Is it not you? I thought it was you. I believe it was Mike. Was it Mike that rapped me? Damn you, Mike. Those stupid Ravages of War. <laughs> but yeah, Bug is sweet. Uh, I like Bug. Um, Oko is super fun to play with, too. Um, and uh, I like thought seizing and fatal pushing stuff. So I just like playing busted magic cards. What can I say? Uh, maybe that's why I'm interested in this uh, field of the dead deck. <laughs> except you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like playing busted cards, except for when it's the only busted thing. All right, so John John likes playing busted cards, but not busted decks. Yeah, apparently, that's that's actually very accurate. That's that's been that's been the story of my magic career. Play busted cards in bad decks that's c gitaxian probe yeah that's based yeah yeah it's basically been my my operating uh my method of operation has been to, to play busted cards and really bad shells yeah dude i was playing um faithless looting uh like a shadow Gurmogangor deck uh so you remember when chafin played that for like the first time at the like was it the pt or a gp but he played esper and i didn't have the cards for Esper. I was like missing I don't think I had Liliana the Veils at the time because he was playing Liliana the veil So with someone else I knew, we like built a Grixis version of the deck that was like very similar to how Grixis Shadow actually ended up being like years later. I think it was like like oh at least a full year before like people started building Grixis Shadow like that. I was just playing that at like local events. And it was like obviously very poorly tuned. Um it was like but I was like Forker Mogginglore, like three Tassiger Faithful Slooting, Thought Scour. I don't think we'd found Bobble as tech. I don't think we'd discovered that. But like Is it Charm? We were playing fucking Is It Charm. It's like I was playing this of Summer Denials and it was like insane because like, you know, this deck was like not a real deck at the time, and I'm like, yeah. So yeah. I just play Oh, we're playing probe, obviously. So yeah, I was playing like eight banned cards in my deck. (laughs) Long, long, long before any of them were banned. Feels good. Feels good. I'm just, you know, a savant at playing amazing cards and terrible decks, what can I say? <laughs> it's like uh, how I'm playing this four-color snow deck, and it's like maybe Bant Snow is actually just like the best way to build a deck, who knows? And I'm like, fuck white. Why would I do that?
1: <laughs> you play white so you can uh, ephemerate your- <laughs> Oh my god, I
0: can't hear it. No, you just play Teferi and Elko. Awesome. <clears throat> best friends forever. Anyways, Tifoco. I think that, <laughs> that about wraps us up. Mm-hmm. Uh We've gone over Pioneer and, and dug it into Modern fairly well here. Uh, we'll be back a week after next to talk about um, the beginning, I guess, at, at that point, of uh, Pioneer League. So look forward to all the hot takes about Pioneer. I'll try to drag Chris into uh, some, some Bantfield leagues in the meanwhile. Yeah. So uh, we'll play some of those, Chris. We'll pool, we'll pool our Moto Collections and um, put the deck together. I think it. I don't think it'll be very difficult I think we should easily be able to put this, this deck together we can play some leagues and uh, we'll report back, see how busted the deck really is um, and I'll oh, probably have you, some you, sad sap stories about how bad I was
1: <laughs> I think you'll find my uh, online collection is quite poor for this deck actually I uh, you have
0: Once Upon a Time, oh you're not playing Once Upon a Time You have Field of the Dead I have two fields and some grazers, so that's about it oh, well, we'll figure it out <laughs> Look forward to that. Uh, thank you for checking us out and sticking around till the very end. If you're wondering where you can find more of our content, you can head on over to mtgconflux.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter under the same name. And you can support us and join the MTG Conflux community at patreon.com mtgconflux or by buying mtg conflux shirts and swag on redbubble.com you can check out links to those sites on our facebook and twitter pages and if you have any suggestions or comments please please do reach out to us we'd love to read them again we really do appreciate you sticking around and we hope you'll join us in the next one